Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 320 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always, and for at least one more time in the flesh, Willie Sailor in the mix to my left. Willie, how are you? Wonderful. Episode 320. 320. Uh, tell them a little bit, a little bit about, about the number. Yeah. Uh, it's the central Minnesota area code, not including Minneapolis. So basically, we central Minnesota, now's your time to shine. We we don't know any good wrestlers from there. We're certain there are some. Yeah, there's some. We don't know. But we don't know exactly. We don't know. Tweet us. Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 320 touchdowns. Mm. Uh, David Robinson once had 320 blocks in a season. Iowa's last title came on 320-2010. Oh, wow. Circle of life. Kale's first individual title came in 99. Literal March. circle of life. Wow. March okay. 20. 320. Very important number in wrestling. Very important number uh, in general. And Overnight. Yes. A lot of stuff. Overnight. Well, probably about 11, 11 p.m. our time. Um, Kai, Belly out of, uh, I'm Kai, sorry. Kai Bell out of Lake Highland Prep, Florida. 174, 165, 174, committed to NC State. Um, he's a class of 2020 guy. Uh, and Brevin Balmacita committed to Oklahoma that's the real, State. That's the big, big, big one. Balmacita and he was down to one. Iowa, Iowa, Oklahoma State. Sound like a tough decision, but he's going to go to Stillwater, wrestle for the Cowboys out of South Florida. So a good get for them and um, definite a position of need for the Cowboys moving forward. Yeah, they need a 57. Um, Balmacita was ranked number one in his weight class, number 12 on the senior big board, number one in our 157-pound prospects, which take into consideration everybody that's projected to be a 157 from uh, freshmen on up to seniors. Yep. So two good gets for two uh, stellar programs. And definitely see – I mean, anytime, anytime NC State gets a good recruit, it's like, oh, man – because they do a lot with guys that are like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, Mike Machiavella won NCAAs, if you didn't know that. so Kevin Jack, Tariq Wilson. Kevin Jack, yeah, all these guys. Tariq was a little, I mean, Tariq had a good either, was it Super 32? Yeah, he had a good Super 32. Right. But but other than that, you know, they don't, so, you know, they get a Hydely lookout. You know, we'll, I, think, I think we'll see with Renan, you know, he didn't have the greatest true freshman year. Nomad super high on him. The guy did make Final X, so. That's not for nothing. So, yeah, NC State, when they get that kind of talent, it's always like, oh, boy, this is this is a little scary because they can do a lot with a little, and they can maximize that elite talent. 
Okay, pound for pound rankings have dropped. They are on flowwrestling.org. You can check them out. Um, click the yeah. ranking section. And, I, you know, it's always funny. Sometimes you do a ranking and you're like, you know, all right, people are going to be upset about this. I get this. And then pound for pound is the one that I think confuses. Uh, this sounds like really elitist and like snobby. And I don't mean it to be like, but a lot of people just have very different interpretations of what pound for pound is and what and what it means, mm -hmm. including Alec Pantelia, who made me unfortunately have to fire Andrew Spay. So, I'll always hold that against you, Alec. I liked Spay. I did too, but now he's he's really fired. So if anyone. Um, knows and he's a pretty smart guy i love to see him laying on his feet but he yes he has been terminated um and then so i fire spay and then pentelio follows up his tweet and it's like pound for pound is about how you do like wrestling in multiple weights and i'm like wait i fired spay for this and alec pentelio is a little confused on what like how like pound for pound process process works so i had a little bit of regret but it was already done at that and point it's not you know it's not just alec it's it's a lot of people don't know how pound for pound works. A lot of people have different criteria. I mean, well, the, the the Iowa board is in a tizzy. Well, yes. Over Spencer Lee being They're, too low, but uh, the Iowa board is often in a tizzy. Yeah, that's why I was uh, like, really, what? Oh, so it's oh, it's it's uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Right? Okay, big deal. But no, so is here's how kind of we do pound for pound. We look at elite wins. Okay, who you beat. Who beat you are kind of like the bigger things, right? Mm -hmm. And then you factor in things like like bonus point rate. And yes, Spencer Lee is number nine. And yes, Spencer Lee did go number one overall in our fantasy wrestling draft. The wrestling nomad, um, I will say, wisely chose him first overall. I think there I was him number one. I would. I don't know. I might have gone Nolf. I probably would have picked Nolf, um, just because the guy is he's just a, a sure thing. Well, one of them, right? I mean, he's yeah, it's one of those. You can't look. Nickel, Nolf, Spencer. If he'd have picked any of those, I'd have been like, yeah, that's that's probably the right pick. But Spencer is number nine, and here's the thing: you, you look at the guys around him ahead of him, and I'll read it. I'll read the order briefly. Nolf zero losses last year. Nickel zero losses last year. Zahid undefeated. Okay, Chinzo had two losses. To whom? Isaiah Martinez or. Or Alex Marinelli and Isaiah Martinez, right? Mm -hmm. Seth Gross had one loss, uh, up a weight. He had zero losses in his weight class. Yeah, so I don't, I do not hit Gross. Does that doesn't hit Gross's? Not for me either. Pound for nothing, right? That's I'm not. That's fine. Yanni has one loss to Jaden Ironman, uh, avenged. Mark has one loss to Zahid Valencia, who could go down as like one of the greatest of all time. And whom he also beat. Yes, he has beaten him. Miles Martin had three losses, all to Bo Nickel, the pound for pound number two. So no real bad losses. He lost to Ronnie Bresser, guys. Find a Ronnie Bresser loss last year for uh, Bresser esque, if you will. I, I don't think there there is one. You can maybe say Chenzo with the Marinelli is somewhat comparable, fine, but Chenzo has a a, a broader track record and he also beat isaiah martinez twice that's a better win than spencer lee has and he beat him twice along with massa and other really really good guys yeah i mean the 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 arguments that people give for spencer to be higher on pound for pound it kind of illuminates that they don't know how the process works uh 
you know, they'll argue that 125 was the toughest weight. They'll argue that um, he wasn't. scored the most NCAA points. They'll argue that, you know. He well, beat- sure, you can frame it and make Spencer, you know, number one if you want. That's right. But, um, you know, Miles has made two finals. Uh, Mark Hall has two finals, one title. Um, frankly, I mean, Yanni has the same amount of finals appearances and titles as Spencer and has one less loss. And he has better, I mean, in my opinion, I believe he has better wins. Well, what if what if I take the role of an Iowa fan and say, well, he won a weight class with uh, Nathan Tomasello, mm-hmm. who was a national champ. Yeah, that's it. That is a feather. That is definitely. I mean, and you know, we'll, you know, I, we're, we're going to view Soriano as probably a, a super elite guy, but I think I think forty one was better last year. Yanni well, you, beat you can't a view two time national champion. Yeah, Yanni beat a two timer. Yanni also won every college tournament he entered. Spencer did not. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what that matters. Like, if you, I mean, if he lost, if it, he lost, those it, are his two losses. He got six at Midlands and he got third at Big Tens. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's true. Well, well, and like you said, but if he lost in two duels, I wouldn't view it differently. If he won Midlands and then lost to Bresser in a duel, and then he won Big Tens, but he lost to NATO, in a duel, I don't know what difference that makes. And like, I mean, I think the most comparable one maybe is Chenzo, um, because they each had two losses. Um, but but uh, Chenzo beat like a goat, right? Chenzo. Chenzo beat Imar, which, if not for if not for Chenzo, would be a four timer. Imar has three losses. He lost three matches in his career. Yeah, yeah. two of them were to Chenzo. Yeah, so he one lost to, to Jason at Nolf. the most important time. One, one to Nolf, a goat, and then he lost to Chenzo twice. I mean, that, that, that's another thing you have to frame uh, who these guys have beaten as well. So yeah, and also by the way, certainly, you know, if you think. Yeah, Spencer could go ahead of Miles. I don't think that's audacious. I think when you start getting into, I, I, I could go back and forth between Yanni and Marky as well at six and seven. I think you could flip those two. But right now, he, he's where he is because of a, a Bresser loss. And uh, Iowa fans, Spencer fans, what, what is this hurting? I mean, you know how good he is. We know how good he is. He's world class. It's just, it's just based on who he's beaten. Who's beaten him? Now, and I think it's fair. There is, there is. I, I could do these rankings a little bit different in this in the five, six, seven range for sure. And maybe Spencer, maybe. I don't. But I, don't, I, I still don't think. No, I still don't think Spencer gets up. Uh, I can't justify putting Spencer above anybody except Miles. Yeah, I you, I can't put him against Mark Hall. I, I I can't put him over Mark Hall, who was in the finals twice. And well, be, I, I, I don't think you should say that. I mean, I, I, that's not because that's not how I view it. I'm not like, well, he's made more finals. Well, of course, well, at that point, then it's like, well, he's made three finals because he's going to be a senior. Well, I, he beat Zahid. Yes, that's it. He beat Zahid. You could say that. I mean, you could give him his. I guess he has mulligan. I guess he has. No, losses. he has some losses. Right, but um, wait, why you does- you cannot put him ahead of Yanni. Yanni has one loss to Ironman. Why Can't. is the two finals not – because that's like the whole argument for Miles. Well, no, maybe for you, not for me. I think, you know, he's a guy with a 
with a title over Bo Nickel. He's a guy with a lot of really, really good wins. Yeah, I, right. I that's, would... that's the point that he you're you're including a, a 2016 title because like no, if, no, no, if no. you went just on last year, Spencer should be ahead of Miles. Two, but I I just don't say oh well he's made two finals, two's more than one, therefore you you have to you have to account for who they went through to get there. Yeah, but I would have Spencer at eight only because of Miles' sophomore year and those losses. He has a ton of losses. Yeah. No, but, and that's fair. Perhaps but, I mean, that's nitpicky, right? I mean, we're not talking about this, like, the, the, way, the, the way the Hawkeye re- Report message board puts it is that it's audacious and it's disrespectful. I'm saying I would, I would move him up one spot. So we're not talking about anything crazy. Um, now, tell me about – let's talk about how much it favors the upperclassmen. They have bigger bodies of work. They have a lot. They have a m- much more opportunity to get elite wins. I, I don't know. I mean, perhaps it does, but I mean, what what listen, wrestler here, could win a title as a freshman and be top five? I mean, you can't. You, you can't. Well, but but look at this year. Uh, look, compare Spencer's not behind Nolf because he's. A freshman, it's because he lost two times. He's not behind Bo and Zahid because he's a freshman because he lost two times. Okay, yes, I understand that. But what was – Imar went off uh, uh, undefeated NCAA title season. What was he – I don't know. He was pretty, he was pretty dang high. But there were it, – it's not – it's not because I, – I don't think it's because of their grade necessarily. I mean, certainly not in that upper echelon. The, these guys have just had better years. They had better seasons. It's not because they're older. They were better all last year. Yeah, true. I mean, Seth was Seth Gross was unquestionably better than Spencer Lee all, all last year, in my opinion. Yeah, in terms of who, who he I beat. Think you're contradicting yourself a little bit as okay. far as the like the guys who did not win titles last year, but who are ranked above Spencer. It their career definitely matters. Like I don't know how you could. Well, there's only like, two. I don't know how you can justify Miles and Mark. There's only two such ahead. cases. Right. Okay. So I don't yeah, know how yeah. you can justify Miles and Mark ahead of, ahead of him and not count previous years. Well, Miles and Miles, as I said, I would drop only because of the loss of them. But Mark and Miles have wins over Zahid and Bo. Yeah. Right. Therefore, we're taking into account last to the 2016-17 season. Which is a disadvantage to Spencer, which I'm perfectly fine with, but I feel like you're not admitting sure. that you yeah, count yeah, that. Yeah, to, at that point, when we're talking 7-8, you could say that for sure. But but if Spencer Lee loses to a Ronnie Bresser type again this year, then then he would still be where he is, right? But then you, you, well, you can make the same thing like Ronnie Bresser's a one-time All-American, Alex Meyer's a one-time All-American for Mark. Yeah, exactly. And, and that uh, – after coming into last year, that hurt Mark on the pound for pound because he had that loss. Right, understandably. Yeah. So that's, but I, I'm I'm fighting against. I'm really talking about the top five, right? Those guys are not, and even top six. Clearly, number six with Yanni has nothing to do with the grade because they're both true freshmen, right? Not. Yeah. Yeah. And Yanni should be ahead of Spencer. Yeah, and and Yanni should not be ahead of Yanni. Did not have as as good a season as Seth Gross either. He be right. Seth Gross only has one loss, and it's up a weight. Yep, and, his, and to a two-time far, finalist. Far and more his do- boner, bonus rate was much better than Yanni's. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 haters will say uh, Seth Gross lost to Bryce, and Yanni beat him twice. 
Yeah, you could say that, but he made 133.0. I, I, I know. Two hours just, before, and then he bumped up like a freaking man. That was awesome. All right, so that's pound for pound. We could we could debate that till we're blue in the face. Um, but, yeah, Spencer will probably get much higher. His dominance will help him. Um, what will, although I can say this, this is going to make it tougher, is if there's no let's, – let's, let's extrapolate this. Dayton's up. Soriano, if he's up, if he beats Pitch or Rivera in the NCAA Finals, it hurts in the sense that it's like, what are his elite wins? Yeah, so that's when you got to do a little bit of. That's when you, that's why you have to look at bonus rate as well, because if he's at a ninety-five, ninety-seven percent bonus rate and he's leading the nation in pins, that can give you that leeway. So he's gonna have to be really, really dominant because you just look at the the weight class and it makes it tougher. So yeah, th- I think, I think the rankings are more, um, they hurt you more in terms of like the weight class you're in. I think in that way they're, they're, they can be prejudicial and you can't really, that's one area you can control your schedule maybe a little bit, or you can have, I don't know, but you can't control what weight class you go in general, right? You kind of are what you are. Spencer's a 25. So that's that. Okay. Okay. Pound for pound. That's pound for pound. Where to next? You know, uh, I finally feel like we're getting there as far as wrestling season. It, this has been... It's been the worst. I mean, what is going on? It has been the slowest The slowest summer. time. I feel like... I mean, there's been years before where it's like, man, there ain't much going on for a month or... A couple five weeks. Five weeks. This... The, the way the calendar was laid out this year, it was like we were looking at... We saw the Gobi Desert over there. Uh-huh. We're like, we're gonna have to cross that. We gotta go through it. There's oh. no turning around. We're almost at the end. Uh, yeah, we can see we can see water. Who's number one is Sunday with an excellent journeyman uh, card on Sunday or or, or field on su- Sunday as well. Um, two weeks after that, Super Thirty Two Worlds right around the corner. Um, so let's talk a little bit about who the who's number one lineup. We won't get that much into detail with it because. Um, Who's me, number one on the show? Who's number one on the show? Me and Nomad will, and Spay will break that all it down. feels like but, an opportune time to discuss who's number one on who's number one on the show. Yeah. Um, everybody won versus two matchups except for a couple. Uh, you know, we did Jacob Decatur versus Richie Figs, kind of out of catch weight. Uh, Jason Burks, Greg, Greg Diakamahalas won versus two. Kirk McHenry, Eric Barnett won versus two. Um, Saunders... Jordan Decatur one verse two, and then we have a four man at one thirty eight. Uh, what what matchups do you you know you're not you're so, not high school? Oh yeah, but there's a few I've got identified. I think I think McHenry Barnett is going to be fire because mm-hmm. I think it's just like you're pitting anytime you pit skill versus skill and they they match up the way these are going to do. Like McHenry is going to get to his legs frequently and Barnett is going to be fine with that and they're going to roll around and have a lot of really interesting. Folk style moments. Um, I, I think that dichotomy is really interesting. Very excited for Josh Saunders, Jordan Decatur. Really high on both of those guys. I, Who you got now? I like Decatur. I think he has. I think he has a little more. I just think he's a little more reliable and getting to legs. Although th- there's a there's a chance that Saunders head hands. He's really good positionally. He's tough to get to. That could give Decatur some issues. But I, man, I really I, crazy. They they were at you know. Vegas juniors and then junior trials and 
They just didn't hit. <laughs> they didn't hit, unfortunately. Well, who do you got? I'll tell you on who's number one to show. Oh, crap. That's a tease. Um, what a pro. Who do you think comes out of the uh, out, of, out of the thirty eight? The thirty eight. I want to get man. me and me and Norman to talk about it on the show. Let's get Christian and Kyle's opinion. Who comes out of the thirty eight man? Four man. JoJo Aragona, Gabe Tag, Keegan O'Toole versus Jaden Abbas, and then the winners hit. I really, I like Tag a lot, which may seem crazy because he's the four and he's got one right away. I like O'Toole. Um, man, I'll go. I'll go AWA. I think I think O'Toole gets it. Okay. Kyle, yeah, I like I like Tag. I really liked what I saw at Fargo out of him. Uh, so I like Tag to win against Aragona, and then I think O'Toole's scrambling is just too much for Tag, like we saw in the Fargo final. Yeah, I mean, if you can if you can scramble a bunch in freestyle, imagine how much you can scramble in full. Right. Um, I I particularly like some of the storylines. You know. I've, I follow all these kids for so long, and um, Jacob Decatur finally getting his due. He was always considered, oh, he's you know he's an upperclassman um, wrestling at one oh six. I think Jacob Decatur has an opportunity to say, look, I'm gonna be okay in college. Uh, I'm gonna be, um, you know, I think they just looked at him as, as Jordan's brother. For a long time, right? And, and uh, the same in the same breath with Gabe Tag. I mean, let's get let's be real. For a long time, Gabe was Julian's brother, right. and now Gabe is a force. Um, Jace Lachal uh, rocketed up the board. Um, Carson Karchla, another one like we always say, was uh, you know we were waiting for his breakout, and man, did he break out at Fargo? Yeah. Uh, him and Julian are going to wrestle freestyle here. So, um, you know, I don't know. I let them have fun with it. They want to wrestle freestyle, let them wrestle freestyle. Yeah, why not? Why not? Our, do, our show, our rules. Who do you have in the uh, Balmacita Facundo match? Uh, I love Facundo. Yeah. I, I just think he's next level, superstar in the making. So, even though, yeah, I, I think it's him. Kyle? I'll take Facundo, but I don't feel confident in it. I think this is gonna be a really good match. All right. Um, hey, for the for the college fans, Will, mm-hmm. um, you know, Lachow's still uncommitted. Facundo obviously uncommitted. He's pretty young. Uh, but Jason Burke's uncommitted. Carson Karchla uncommitted. Go through all the uncommitted, Dums. Let's see who we got here. Um, Lachow uncommitted. Balmacy just committed last night. Facundo uncommitted. Uh, Richie Figs uncommitted, Jason Burks uncommitted, Carson Karchla, and Josh Saunders. Where's Abbas going again? Stanford. 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 Wow. So we'll have uh, underachiever. We'll have an article out about all all the places these these guys are going. Um, for the the girls match, no clue where where Macy's going. She might go OTC, and then Candy Blades kind of like the female version of Facundo, like coming in as a true freshman and looking. You know, we were talking Willie picked Facundo to win Super Thirty Two last year, right? Like coming in as a, as a freshman. So cool Andy, to see, man. Candy Blades on there, good. another mm-hmm. female match, and yeah, we'll uh, like like Willie said, we'll, we'll dive into the, who's number wait one. Wait till you tomorrow. see. I know you weren't in Fargo, but wait till you see. And Macy's the truth, right? I mean, Macy's amazing. She. World uh, gold at cadets. Well, she was silver. She, ju- she was in the junior world finals. And silver still cadet eligible. Well, wait till you see. I mean, 
it's Macy's a heavy favorite, and and Macy beat Kennedy Blades at uh, trials. But wait till you see Kennedy Blades. Uh, I mean, she's a freshman. I mean, she's the first freshman we had who's number one since Gavin and Cade wrestled. It's only this, and it's and it's deserved. You guys are gonna be. She's she's special. She's good. Hey, and Ramirez Kartzel is freestyle. Yes. Intriguing. Gotta like Karchla there, right? Mm. Yeah. But because of his top work. Because of his top Jeez, game. You got a gut. He just needs one takedown. It's probably four four to six points. So that's a huge. Four to six. Four to six. So, okay, again, here's your, got your weekend planned. Get out a pen or make open the notes app on your smartphone. Saturday is Journeyman, Super Elite High School. The undercard. It's like the overflow on Saturday. Oh, okay. So and you're, the kids are wrestling to get in the main event got the it. next day. But there's a lot of good wrestling action happening in All the, right, in so the regular tournament Sunday. So you can watch you can watch Journeyman, you know, till til two and then Boys, here's here's the play. It starts nine AM Eastern, Journeyman does. Here's what you need to do. In in lo- in light of the overflow situation, <laughs> Saturday and, and the season's coming. You need to you need to start building up the brownie points. I'm telling you, take Saturday, take your girl, do the pumpkin picking, go to go do a fall festival on Saturday. Don't do that. That way, listen, you got to start banking Don't those do brownies. That. Listen, uh, I'll that, tell you, Olivia you, made you do that listen, before. Tell oh, me, yeah. Olivia never met, made oh, you go to a pumpkin they're patch. They're going to go to a pumpkin patch. They're going to go apple picking. We did picking. a few years ago, but we did it early enough in the day. We were back to watch college football. Okay. We'll see. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you need to do it. You need to do it. You know what? You wake up. You need to you listen wake up to this. Vi- you wake up early, seven, eight. You know, go get a pumpkin spice latte, mm-hmm. and then you go to the pumpkin patch with say, a scarf on. Say, Liv, put on your Uggs. We're going. We're going to the going. patch. I'm You're gonna be in Eastern PA. You don't have to tell me what to do. I'm gonna be working Saturday. Okay, S- same, same. But I'm, I'm to all the 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 faithful listeners out there. I'm trying to help you out because you're gonna spend a lot of time. Just watching wrestling on your couch this from October on. So you need to start banking those brownie points. That's no the man. You ever work day. at a pumpkin patch or maybe like a uh, maybe like a Halloween maze or a or a Christmas tree farm? <laughs> you he played that scarecrow. All, promise all those things. You look like you, I mean you look like, like a, like a guy that might have uh, done seasonal work. Yeah, there's <laughs> the poor boys was the 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 place where all the Christmas trees and, and pumpkins were sold back home. Poor boys. Yes, yeah, so it was called Poor Boys. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go from the poor boys. Let's go to – you know what? Hey, you guys, I'm telling you, you listeners at home, you think that Nomad has some crazy theories, and he does, but you ain't heard no crazy theory until you heard a Nomad Game of Thrones theory. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What is, is, Winter is coming. So you think he has to do, like, the Czech Revolution of – He thinks it's based on the Czech Revolution of – what year was that, Gnomes? I, I just the, the the very the first episode is a clear. He also thinks that uh, the defenestration of Prague. He also thinks that um, defenestration of Prague. He thinks that the White Walkers are going to win. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Anyway, where to next, Chief? Hey, well, real, we have all these friends. Real quick, for oh, okay. all those people getting ready for journeyman, Willie's got a best potential matches article coming out. Yes, yes, yes have a be- best potential. It. Hey, listen, uh, before we get in. I wanted to say one thing. We had our fantasy thing. We're not going to get into it here. Oh, yeah, we will. Well, a little bit. Well, okay. Questions from friends. Nobody nobody loves to 
hear other people's fantasy teams. Especially but in football. that will not stop Willie from talking about his fantasy football team and fantasy wrestling uh, team all the time. I love it. But a lot of people ask about the scoring, and I tweeted that, uh, listen to the show, and we'll tell you, because it's sort of complicated. That was a lie. It is not complicated at all. It's the easiest thing in the world. All we do is add up the NCAA points they scored. Just add them up. And someone does that for you, too. You don't even have to do that. You, you don't even have to do that. It's on the internet. You might have to add. Shoot. Yeah. That so could be a barrier I recommend, hold up, more pro tips from me. Throw it in an Excel spreadsheet. You just highlight them some. Some. You don't even have to type in every number. Okay. In your calculator. Now we're cooking. Now we're cooking. So we got that figured out. So, so we do literally the most simple version of a fantasy wrestling. I have been in leagues yeah. that are insane. You are looking because you have to make the playoffs. You have to draft guys with like more robust schedules. There's a there's a whole thing, right? Honestly, we don't. I mean, if if I wasn't, I don't know. I don't have time to look at and and decide. Oh, I should draft this guy because his schedule includes this, and he has this weekend off, and I'm rotating this guy in. I'm putting this guy, sitting this guy this week. I don't have time for that. So what we do is we draft 15 guys at the beginning of the year, and it's just NCAA points. Of course, um, you can trade. You can add and drop. You can trade. Um, but we keep it simple. Well, because, I mean, I was, I before I worked here, I was quite obsessed with fantasy wrestling. And... <laughs> But I, and I, this is why I retired from fantasy football because I would have all this energy early on and then the season would come. And, of course, you, you prioritize and execute. And those are the things you just don't do and you're not turning in lineups. And it's very sad. You're not truly representing your my great fantasy mind. So I stopped doing it. But this is great. How about, can, how about if we say uh, what was our one pick that you, we loved? What was the one pick that you loved? Well, I was super pumped to get – Nick Piccinini, because I was looking at 125 and was pretty terrified. Yeah. And I really think um, he's my finals pick opposite Spencer if he takes care of business. I, uh, in that in that same vein, based on like weight class sort of scarcity and depth, lack a lack mm -hmm. of depth, um, I, I screwed up picking the weights that I did when I did. Because like I would pick a weight that, like let's say 174. I picked Daniel Lewis, and that's a fine pick. I'm happy with him. But I could have went to a weight that's thinner and then got a 74 later. Yep. You know what I mean? So, um, but but the pick that I think, well, I think if Desi comes back for a sixth year, which is very, very ten tenuous, right? Like, that might not happen. Yeah. Uh, I think that could help me win. But I took uh, Steven Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, he might be able to do something. No, Matt, what was your favorite pick other than Spencer Lee at one number one? Louis Dupre. Yeah, that was the one that made me pretty angry. He was definitely on my sleeper list. I would have loved to have him as a backup to uh, Price, but no matter. You know which one? Well, I took Gable and Ralph. I was pretty pumped about that. You know which one I – like the one you always have one or two times in a draft where somebody picks somebody and you're like, dang it. When, like uh, – because you wanted him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe K took Pat Glory. And I was like, I could, I, I wouldn't mind had a Pat Glory. I, I Pat hated Glory. 197 other than Bo Nickel. And I was, I had no confidence that Miklas would make it back to me. I got him like the yeah. eighth or ninth round. I was super, the guy just places at NCAs every year. Yeah. Kyle, 
Kyle waited till the 15th round to take his 197 starter. Uh, he punted on that weight. He still almost a, got Chris Weiler, too. A I good know. strategy. I, I thought I was going to get him. I know. Uh, Kyle, what was your favorite pick? The pick that you were like, all right, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. My favorite space picks, actually. <clears throat> I they like were uh, generally hilarious. <laughs> I like uh, my Evan Wick picks. I think he can be in the finals and score a lot of bonus points doing it. He scored, dude. We looked up how many points he scored at NCAAs last year. I forget how many it was. But Eighteen he, and a half. Yeah. He went nuts on the backside. He was like smashing dudes. Yeah. Pin chance. Pin chance. He majored Marinelli. Yeah. Five. Him up. Five of my <clears throat> guys were in the top twenty at NCAA scoring last year, but they were all from thirteen to like seventeen or something like that. Yeah. Miles. Uh, you know, Daniel Lewis took fourth and was one of the top 20 scorers. Sounds about right. Yep. More than Miles Mean. Who took well, third. I mean, literally, pins are worth more than wins in many, yeah. many rounds. So, it's Brock. Kind of crazy. Brock Height, who used to work with us, he looked at Nomad's tweet of the top 20 returning point scorers, and he saw that Lezak took fourth and had more NCAA points than Heidley, who took second. And... Daniel Lewis took fourth and had more team or more NCA points than Amin, who took third. And, and Brock's suggestion is that backside bonus points be cut in half. Sure. Should a pin on the f- backside be worth as much as a pin on the front side? Probably not. I think the question is also should they go UW, where it is purely based no. on your finish and not based on oh oh oh. Uh, I don't bonus. I, c- I in any way. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, I love I yeah, love the, the prioritization. Bonus, yeah. UWW needs some sort of bonus point incentive. Yeah, be rewarded opinion. for beating people by yeah. a lot. Yeah. Do so you think fourth should be able to score more than second? I yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, okay. It, it, it's it's not something that routinely happens without an exceptional it's, it, it takes a guy that does not bonus much against a guy that is well, that's, pro- prolific, that's, right? That's the argument. You could say, man, we need to limit backside bonus points because you can't have Daniel Lewis scoring as many as Hayden Heidley. You can't have Lezak scoring more than Hayden Heidley. And then you say, well, then Hayden, maybe he should put up more bonus points. And uh, credit to Lezak for getting pins on the backside, right? Yeah. I mean, didn't he tech pitch? I, I think that should be rewarded, right? Yeah. That's a pretty – Yeah, he did. Lezak was another guy yeah, that I'm, went I'm really actually, late. I'm actually cool Did with you it. get Lezak, Nomad? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, that was another pick. Yeah, let's, I wanna, I'm just briefly pulling up Heidley's run here to see, like – I mean, he had one major over Garrett Hammond. They went decision, decision. Oh, no, he had two majors. He majored Pantelio. I don't know. He majored him? Yeah, well, remember, he had six, right? He packed, put him on his back. Hayden Heidley, pretty, pretty good. Okay, questions from friends. Friends time. Thanks, friends. Um, this is an interesting one. It, just, it made me think about to the Buffalo Gap days. FRL questions from Tommy Fame. We did takedown tourney at practice where the two lightest starters went, takedowns, and the next jumped up till we went through heavy. In that scenario, <coughs> we did that with this pre- year's preseason number one, Zahid wins title. Any thoughts? <coughs> Well, I don't think Zahid would beat whoever wins heavyweight. I don't think Zahid would beat Gable Stevenson. It's just one takedown, though. Yeah, that's a good point, but I think Gable 
Oh, well, Gable's not number one. Mmm. So I guess he's saying Zahid beats. So Spencer, this is what. Spencer and Seth Gross, you blow the whistle. First takedown, you stop it. The winner. I think Spencer gets that takedown. Okay, by the so, way. so let's do it right now. All right, Spencer takes Spencer down Seth. Takes down Seth, okay? Spencer moves up and Yanni. he wrestles Yanni. First takedown moves on. Who gets that takedown? I'll say Yanni at this point, 41. Yanni. And I got Yanni going up to 49. Now, Yanni goes over up to Kalazic. 49. You think Yanni takes down, gets the first takedown on yep. Kalazic. Okay. Yeah. Let's, Yanni although goes that up. double is problematic, but I'll still take Yanni. Yanni goes up. Nolf. And wrestles Nolf and antimatter yes. forms because yeah, it's two, a big scramble. Two super freaks. Watch your knees, boys. Okay, then Nolf versus Chenzo. I got Nolf. Nolf. Then Nolf versus Zahid. And I'll go Zahid. He goes Zahid. Zahid. I mean, shoot. Nolf was actually kind of, he might kind of be bad at this because he'll just get taken down by anybody to start the match, right? It, it doesn't matter who. He'll get blown off. Nolf goes up to Zahid. Zahid gets that takedown. Zahid takes down Miles. <laughs> and Z then Zahid. Zahid takes down Bo Nickel. Mm -hmm. Then we do have so Tommy's kind of on to something. So can Zahid take down uh, Sam Stoll? Would he have the first takedown of Sam Stoll? Zahid versus Stoll. Dang it! I think Zahid takes down Sam Stoll. Tommy Fame, you won. Tommy was right. Zahid takes down Sam Stoll. Zahid is the takedown champion. Pound for pound, number one. Just kidding. Nomad and. Bracky, Bracky, I'm curious for your take. Is that audacious? No, not at all. You got Zahid taking down Stall? Yes. <laughs> Daggone it, he did it. He got it too with that sweep single? 74. Because then you get Stall moving on one plant. Yeah, he's, he just ghosts him. Yeah. Cause yeah he, he will be too quick for him. He'll be around the corner. Stall will be looking for him. I don't know where he went. Wow. Wow. Congrats to Zahid. This is Congrats huge. Congrats to Tommy. Congrats. Yeah, Congrats to Tommy Fame. Tommy Fame. So I think I used to think about this wrestling the. We called it wrestling the wrestling the line. It was it was punishment in in the Buffalo Gap wrestling room. I love that. Yeah, that. yeah. I'm sure your tank really was. Uh, Back then, <laughs> no, you gas. Come on, you couldn't. Oh, I guess at well, practice before, you were good. Yeah, at practice you were good. Um, well, I don't want to ask that. It's more over than rule on. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, okay, where do I send my application to fill the void left by Spay being fired? Well, we got to get the job posted on on HR. But um, at this point, just send all resumes to Wrestling Nomad. Dan Daniel Lobdell Jr. Just send it to him, and he's he's gonna kind of vet sort through him. vet it for him. Yep. Thanks to Nomad on the sort. Can we get a comment on the Hawkeye hater picking Spencer number one? Was it just a stunt because he knows he has to come to Iowa City this winter? I'll be honest. Um. Maybe. Maybe a little bit of self-preservation, trying to work his way. He's got a month or so to work his way back in the Hawkeyes' good graces. And I think this is a nice way to start the mending, the healing process. Some people are actually – some people that don't get it are actually starting to think that Nomad doesn't like Iowa. Well, <coughs> guys, Nomad – There's a preponderance of evidence. There's, Nomad has no problem with Iowa. He likes Iowa, and he also likes to win, and he also knows that pound-for-pound -pound rankings and – Scoring team points at NCAs aren't the same thing. Here's so what I took think. The guy it was, that's it was score literally the most a no-brainer. Huh? Like, I didn't even think about Nolf or Nickel. I'm not going to lie. Well, I would pick Spencer 1. Be because of the weight? Yeah. Like, how you were all proud about getting Nick Pitchinini. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. 
That's I mean I didn't even think about that. Like yeah. That's what Nick Nick um Villicat was like what do you think about Spencer at one? I'm like I mean honestly if Dayton if Dayton and Suriano are up, I mean who's touching Spencer? Yeah. He's gonna major everybody if that happens. Yeah. I know. You got to feel good about it. Kyle went Sebastian Rivera in like round one. If Suriano is up, I was that was that was shocking to me because one, Kyle is a cowboy lover. I thought he would have gone pitch. I mean, I just view. I I guess he likes Rivera more, obviously. But guys, if if Suriano's up, okay. The last time Spencer wrestled Sebastian Rivera, he won twelve zero, and the last time he wrestled Nick Pichinini, he pinned him. Yeah. I know, and those are the two best guys. No, those you're are the next two best. And then you don't have, and then there's no 125 headaches, which you would definitely had if you waited on it, because like whoever comes back, it would have been. Yeah, it's that's a long wait. I ended up punting on. Uh, it's no brainer. I ended up waiting long, long, long on 157 because it's like your option. Who has upside? Well. Th- I took the only guy I thought, well, I, I really wanted Kennedy Monday, and Holmes got him just a little before I probably would have pulled the trigger on him. And then I was like, well, forget this. I don't like any of these guys um, that much relative to the other ways. So I ended up taking David Carr, who I pretty I don't really think he's going to wrestle. Yes. But if he does, I'll be, like, insanely excited. Yeah, and I think a couple people responded to, you know, we all tweeted out our teams and stuff. A couple people responded to me and were like, you took Desi. You took Mueller. I was like, "Look, winging a prayer at that point. They're worth. They're more valuable. I can find. I can drop them later." Yeah, because who, whoever I would have taken at one fifty seven, that's not Carr, is probably available right now. Yes, I can just they t- are. Available. I can just pick them up right now, or someone's gonna have a hot start to the tournament. I'll be ready to send the email and just drop someone I don't want and pick them up. But Carr has all the upside, so I took him. But yes, Nomad. Um, is trying to mend fences with Iowa wrestling, but they do not forgive easily. How long does Willie last in an MMA bout with Aaron Pico? What? How long? I, I mean, what what's the chance you knock him out? I tap out of a out of a Chinese buffet. I get tired walking up the thing. I'm not. It's not gonna <laughs> last. I'm not gonna last with, in a fight with Aaron Pico. Well, how long does it last? No one's uh, suggesting you're gonna do well. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I got 30 seconds in me. I don't think so. Most professional fighters don't have 30 seconds with Pico. I'm really not giving you 30. How many? How long do you have, Willem? Me? Yeah. Um, Under 10, probably. How hard does he hit? I'm dropping. One of those body shots is going to liquefy my spleen. It, it'll be over. I'm just, I'm just going to crumble. He so hard. I hope, honestly, I would say, Aaron, punch my face. I just want the lights to go out. I don't want that internal damage. <laughs> Aaron, punch my face. I concur. Aaron, punch his face. Actually, I'd say <laughs> take me down and choke me. Um, punch his face. But then uh, this guy's name is at wrestling Ra- 8 um, Additionally, how long does Bracky Nomad and CP last MMA about with taking him on simultaneously? This is done, I'm telling you right now, probably under a minute. Because right away, he's just going to knock one of us out, and then it's two on one. Right, and I have this really bad feeling. I think feel- Nomad quits. No, here's we're gonna. Here's what would happen. Nomad goes no moss. Here's what happens. I already know what happens. We, me, Bracky, and and Nomad have a plan. All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're surrounded. We do this thing. Then Nomad, on a whim, is just gonna do that 
jump kick off the fence attempt thing and just like fall down, go completely Leroy Jenkins off script. He will, yeah. <laughs> He'll go off script, deviate from the plan, leaving me or Bracky to just get knocked unconscious. He's trying his spin kick, and it just it all falls apart. So I think that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So under a minute there. Um. Do do do. If Brady Berge can't make 149. How well does Verclaren do this year, AA? Well, I, that's going to hurt my fantasy team, so Brady, don't you do that. But if he does, how does Verclaren do? I don't know, man. I think he's I like... Think he'd be fine. I don't think he'd do AA. No, yeah, exactly. he qualify, win a match or two, but you know, he doesn't have the the mat game that I think can kind of be an how did it, How did the matches go last year? He wrestled... Uh, G at G Feller at Scuffle. No, that was uh, Nick Lee. How did he do last year, folk style wise? He was it was fine. He had a solid scuffle, as I recall. I think he placed, but nothing. He lost a real goofy match. Nothing inspirational. I mean, he'd be fine, but certainly you're hoping for for Berge there. He was like fourth at Scuffle. Yeah, so pretty solid for true freshman. What are your thoughts on Pico's comment that he would make the team 2020? I for first things first. I have a hard time believing he's going sixty five. He could go sixty five kilograms two days in a row. Yeah, it was like bad night before. Like hard, really, really. Sixty six. Well, no, it was sixty five then. It was sixty five. Mm-hmm. It's been sixty five since like twenty fourteen. Um, yeah, but I would say do it. You think he will? No, I'm saying like try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk about it. Be yeah, about exactly. It. I, I mean, dude, it would be sick if he came back. But I don't know, man. I think at that point, well, it's tough. Zane's tough to break to bring up. But I think Jo's a tough matchup. Th- my thing is, like, he was losing frequently domestically. Like, he wasn't like, and I know he was young, but that's what we're going on. And I, even though he's physically probably still developing, improving, he, I doubt he's making these huge jumps in his wrestling game so i think by 2020 you have to assume it's an approximate version of what we saw in 2016 right i I don't think there's no way that he comes back and wins the spot unless he quits mma for a year yes beforehand you know logan beat him um if i recall pretty soundly i think kennedy had beaten him i think jo would be a tough matchup for him he took third at the trials right Huh. He lost to Frank in the finals. In the the War of Wars. Yeah, yeah. So I I think yeah. certainly he could make the team. Opening re- round that was the most absurd Olympic trials bracket. Opening round Ness. Unbelievable. He was down nine zero. Then he beats. He, so he comes back and texts Ness. Then he beats Jo. Yeah, that's right. Then he was uh, he got the like famous Reese Humphrey power bomb. Lost to him in in December in Vegas, but then. Mm-hmm. Reese wrecks his ankle. He beats Reese and then has three wars with Frank, who he had previously had a whole bunch of wars with at mm-hmm. Farrell in Vegas. Yeah, he had lost to Frank before. He lost to Frank at the trial. They basically had a full boxing match between and, and all Pico their matches. Was, oh, Zane was third that year, right? Yes. And Pico was what, 19, 20 years old? He was 19. So, you know, he was right there. He was. <laughs> he was in a three-series match to make the Olympic team yeah. at age 19. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't think he, I don't think he makes the team. I don't. But I would love to see it, and I'm 
obviously a Pico fan. Always have what, any what, what smashed a his Like dude. you said, no man. Whoa, bracket. Didn't even mention Brent Metcalf, who was the guy we all thought would make the team that year, or many many people did. Okie dokie. I don't know if you want to skip skip tubes. Uh-huh. Aaron Reinhardt. Skip tubes. Well, yeah. Do you want to do Aaron Reinhardt's question? You, uh, Aaron Reinhardt. Expound more on NCAA coaches wanting to do away with RTCs, or do they just want to change and regulate them? There's While they have been great for international wrestling, they could end up hurting college wrestling by widening the competitive gap, which would hurt the sport's overall growth. So I don't, I don't think we get too, too into the weeds here. Yeah. But there is a undercurrent, a movement. Of varying degrees and intentions among NCA coaches and you know NWCA, of altering, changing to the gamut of potentially eliminating RTCs. There's some. There are some people that would like to see the RTCs go away, for, um, and you can only imagine what the reasons are. And then but. there's some. And then there's some that's saying, okay, hey, we just want regulation here. Can you not hire recruits' fathers? Maybe let's be. You know, because there's no like NCAA oversight over the RTCs necessarily, right? And or if there is, it's very vague. Sure. So, so I, I think the answer, oftentimes, is kind of in the middle, right? Maybe there is some stuff. It's like, hmm, should we be able to ha- hire the fathers of recruits? It's that is definitely a, a now in the now NCAA. Ask yourself this: Why can you hire and make uh, the number one? Uh, basketball recruit and hire his high school coach. Yeah, and then he goes to that school. That literally happens. It happens all the time. All the time. There's like, okay, he's on staff for this one and done. So it's happening over there. So it's a problem over there. So maybe address that one first. But yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, in football and basketball, it's like you're you're the top quarterback in the country. Okay, you hire your dad or your high school coach mm-hmm. onto the staff, onto the real staff. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Was, uh, the RTC way is there's some fathers or coaches getting jobs on the, in the club, um, and so some some people in college wrestling would like to see RTCs go away or there be limits on it um, for that reason, and because. They say it affects recruiting, right? They get kids on campus sooner. They get kids on campus more legally earlier. Um, and but another prong of it, don't get it twisted, is it's more work, right? If 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 Penn State and Iowa and Ohio State and NC State and Arizona State have this great funding, where they have the RTC model and they have they they fundraised and they have cash for um, having a Richard Perry, uh, you know, a senior level athletes, um, whoever it may be. Um, the other schools are like, how do I get that? Well, you have to do some fundraising. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, and the thing is, like, I, I think there's a little bit of, you know, there's haves and haves not, have nots. In college wrestling, for sure. But I think if you want to accelerate that, if you want to make a bigger chasm between who's got got what what's required and who doesn't, mm-hmm. eliminate RTCs and watch Iowa literally build a building 
and start their own thing just because they have the money. And same with Penn State and Ohio State. They'll find a way around it because there's a way around it. And then that's when you really see a huge yeah. separation. Well, yeah, I mean, I think then you'll just see the athletic department step up and pay for things. And No. Huh? Uh, no. No. The, the athletic departments ain't, ain't putting money in wrestling. What will happen is – At the big schools, they absolutely will. No, but not for not for a Hawkeye wrestling club or whatever you want to call it. Whatever. So let's say RTCs are dead, RIP, and you can't have them in the building anymore. You can't anymore. have the Hawkeye wrestling club in the Iowa wrestling room. Let's say that. Okay. They're going to go to Coralville. They're going to knock down the old Chicago, and they're going to build an amazing wrestling facility there, and they're going to call it the whatever they want to call it, and they're going to basically do the same thing there that they would have done in the Carver-Hawkeye wrestling room. And that's something that simply these other schools are not going to be able to do. They're not going to be able to do that beyond Penn State, Ohio State, Oklahoma State, and a few of the other powers, right? And then that's when you're really going to get a, a bigger divide. And that, that's, that's going to be a bigger divide, and then the schools are going to say when they're recruiting um, – you know, let's say school X in in South Carolina, um, Penn State's going to say, "Well, we have this facility over here in RTC," uh, and school X is going to say, well, "Yeah, we don't we don't have that. Uh, we don't have positions for you postgraduate, right?" Yeah, it's- I mean the the economy in wrestling has unquestionably grown because of RTCs, mm-hmm. and the, the, with that, you're going to get some. Byproducts that maybe you didn't, you don't want, or not necessarily good. But the, but the overall benefits of RTCs are tremendous. And look, look how it's helped USA Wrestling on the international level. Look at the opportunities it's given to younger wrestlers. Um, but we could, we could do a whole show about RTCs yeah. and, the, and its so benefits. The reason this popped up is because they had, a, there was a meeting about it. There was a meeting about uh, RTCs and some people. Uh, voicing their displeasure or this yeah. disapproval of them, and um, and a lot of coaches. So I I sent a tweet about it. You know, it's disappointing that they that yeah. some coaches want this, and a lot of coaches hit me up like, "Hey, who's saying this? What the? We're just looking for regulation." Um, not all of them. Not, mm. That's that's not what every coach thinks. There there was a coach that said, "Shut down RTCs, cut NCAA scholarships down to eight. A D- Division one head coach. That was his opinion. Division one head coach said that reduce scholarships fewer. We only have nine point nine. Said that cutting scholarships to eight would make it a more level playing field somehow. Be better. So so that's D one coaches. There that's out there. Okay, and maybe it's not you, but that's out there, right? So you know we're gonna yeah obviously we think RTCs are, are a good thing and some regulation sure maybe but man. Let's not let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. What always confuses me about uh, high school and college attempts to <clears throat> even the playing field, yeah. it just makes the bad teams worse. It doesn't ever make the bad teams every better. time. Every time, it's it's it it's, only works in professional leagues where everything is completely you everything's in a box and completely controlled. Salary cap, luxury tax, all that. It's like all all regulated. You can't do it in high school and college because even if you can, then. Well, people still want to go to, like, good schools, right? Yeah. And so good schools will inherently have a recruiting advantage no matter what the scholarship number is, no matter what the RTC situation is, just because they're better schools. Yeah. That have nothing to do with wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Um, socialism hasn't worked out. Taylor Swift or Kesha? Ask Jake Angich. This is really easy. Go for it, Kyle. Taylor Swift. Kyle. 
Kyle, Kyle loves Taylor Swift. Kyle loves yeah. Taylor Swift. I mean, did you guys see Kesha's just the other like, night? No, I didn't. Kes is just like auto tune pop or whatever. Taylor's good. She's real. She real music. Taylor Swift because Terry Brands likes Taylor Swift. She's a real one. Taylor Swift time. industry plant. Haters gonna hate, hate, hate. I don't, I don't know anything about. What does that mean? I could, I couldn't tell you one Kesha song though. Maybe I've heard it, but I don't know which one she's done. She's not terrible. It's just I mean, Taylor's better. Got it. This is this is uh, Joe Trous best singlet in college wrestling. Well, good question. I'm kind of a traditionalist in general. I am too. Iowa, Michigan, Oklahoma State, those are all great. But in terms of like, and the, here's the thing anymore, there is no singlet except for like those traditional teams. Virginia Tech, they rule out, they're like Oregon, right? Ohio State, they have all these different ones. So I'll say, I always like Techs. I think they always. Oklahoma State's actually got a bunch. For having the traditional like orange, they have a bunch that they wear mainly during dual season. They and don't... I was going to say them next. Um, the 2013 season, do you remember those, Bracky? Those were like, they had like the O on the side. Those yes, were really, yeah. those I, were really I nice. I didn't like those that much. What? Those were like my favorites. What? Like Minnesota's Ohio State? gold singlets. Uh, no, Oklahoma State had Ooh, ones okay. too. Yeah, I like Minnesota's gold too. I, I do uh, not like the gold ones. Really? Yeah, they look, I don't know. The Minnesota guys are all pale and it's like this <laughs> gold. <laughs> it's like Lezak in the gold. I, I don't know. It just doesn't look as good. It's, so it's like, okay I like the Ohio the State guys wore it. Because they have a nice, they have a always tan. They have a solid base tan. Yeah, I might like it more. It's always ninety in Columbus in winter. Yes, it's a different kind of sun there. I don't like the gold singlets in in general. Hmm. Is there any team that's not like a power that has a, like a cool singlet? I like Lehigh's. I've always liked Lehigh's. I think Wyoming's are cool. They have the ho- big horse on the sign, the cowboy. Mm, man, <laughs> not a fan of that color scheme though. I. You know what? It's kind of like so bad I like it. <laughs> Brown and yellow. Like sometimes I'm like, man, that looks pretty cool. The gray ones are their best look in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh I like Penn State's with the band. I like Ohio State's one that has that like three stripe down the back. Mm-hmm. The red I th- ones? I think they're really sharp. They have gray ones like that too. Yeah. Tech has ones like them too now. Yes. Yeah. They, they're actually kind of similar looking. Um, I like both of those. Nike Lake Highland Prep has the same ones. Uh, I like um, I like North Carolina's with, when they had the Argyle on it or the mm. pattern. Yeah. Um, I'm all in on Argyle. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, probably. Okay. Michigan, the white ones are very clean, too. Yeah. Michigan. Lehigh's three stripe down the side. Yeah. Those ones. Why no live draft for us fans? Well, because well, we'd all get fired. <laughs> we have potty mouth. And, yeah. And also, bad jokes. Good jokes, bad jokes. Also, you can't be as candid about, you can't clown a pick. That guy's dad's watching. That kid's yeah. watching. You can't see. It's just Like bad. somebody makes a pick and we're like, you idiot, he stinks. How about, right? you know, when it's we all asked, relative. None of them stink. When, when we asked the fans, like, who had the best team? There were a lot of people that said Spay. I, mean, I know, he and he definitely has the worst team. Continually trash the whole night. Yeah, I, I, I feel pretty confident he has the worst team. <laughs> a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz about my team out there on the streets. I think, uh, I think Nick, see, Nick V probably had the most love, but I'm wondering if that's just DeSanto 100%. trolling. No, 100%. I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's really, it's really. I think it's it, DeSanto. It's as simple as this. 
in the in the screenshot, his name is Selfish Nick. They yeah. like the Selfish Nick part. I know, and they he just people just wanted to respond, Selfish Nick. And he is like, he just owns it that he is Selfish Nick because he is he's a selfish person. He's like asking uh, Kyle. He's like, hey, could you get your your? You uh, calling Olivia my old lady. He's like, like, you get your old lady to bring us some pizza and wings. <laughs> I was like, no, she can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's classic. There's so many reasons that we didn't live stream that. Um, it would be great content. You would probably love it, but it would be terrible for us. So we just don't Some do it. Some of you would love it. A lot Some of you would be upset. Well, you would be upset, yeah. All right. A um, couple more, then we can go. Um, with NATO gone, who do you think is the new pound-for-pound strongest wrestler? Well, I think that's assuming that he would. I think he had a very uh, impressive physique, but was he like the best? Yeah, maybe he was. He, was. he deadlifted like 500 pounds or something yeah. crazy. Who is we kind of hit on this with like the biggest biceps that one day. Yeah, there's, there's. It's really you have to kind of separate it a little bit, right? Separate you, what? Well, you have you have gun shows like just dudes that just look like you know, out of Who the. Was, uh, uh, Jake Smith. Yeah, Jake Smith. Was right? Enormous. Balco, right? Um, <laughs> sure. Then you've got, then you got, the, you have the Balco bracket. The guys, you're like, whoa, okay, that guy's enormous. That's a special. No, let's let's go. All- no, we shouldn't say that. Let's <laughs> no. go just the all Jack team. All, well, Jacoby Smith's up there. Kristen um, Waggle. Waggle's up there. Pat Brucky. Pat Brucky. Jacoby Smith has Grant a size Leith's 18 got waist. some pipes. Grant Leith. Grant Leith is definitely up there. Uh, Hayden Hiley's pretty Oh, Jack. Kyle Canelo. Oh, Pantaleo. Pantaleo. Yeah. And Kyle Canelo. Nick Siriano nice. looks like. My buddy Nicky is. He is ripped. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's pound looking. Pound. He's gonna put on a little bit of mass too. There's, dude. I don't see any way he goes twenty. Do you think that when Nick Soriano's sleeping, there's some kind of calisthenics involved? Just out of he sleeps in. No, he sleeps in a plank, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> just locked. He just figured it out. Pound for pound strongest might low key be Spencer. That's what I was gonna say. I think that dude is like the, the strongest. I think he's the strongest. Pound for pound. Just because he doesn't look it. Yeah, I know. Just because he looks like. Oh, Hayden Hydley, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's shredded. And he just picks people up sometimes have an unhook and throws them on their back. Yeah, he does that. So it's not just like show. Right. He, uh, he lost one match as a freshman. Solid. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is kind of fun. Uh, who are the biggest power brokers in college recruiting? High school coaches or club coaches? I don't know. Uh, Lehman Brothers, I would say. Charles <laughs> uh, <Troy> Schwab. <laughs> Worldwide I don't know how to answer that. Who has more influence? I don't. I don't understand it. But like, I biggest want, power broker. I feel like this is something Nomad should have a take about. I feel like he would describe people as power brokers and whatnot. Biggest power broker: high school coaches or club coaches? I guess who's more influential, or who are the ones? That, probably the problem. So like club coaches. I would yeah, guess. that's what I think. Yeah, because like so in basketball. It's a whole pipeline, right? It's like, oh, you go to the Adidas camp, and then you go, go to an Adidas, Adidas school, school, and then you sign with so Adidas stupid. after. I didn't even know that until I heard Kevin Durant talk about that on Bill mm-hmm. Simmons' podcast. I had no idea until, like, the whole FBI investigation into college basketball either. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's like – so, like, Sonny Vaccaro was obviously this big one in college basketball. But in wrestling, because there's so much less money in it and because it's, like – so there, you know, there's like Blair and certain clubs that are over and over again really good, but 
it's like all cyclical. So I don't know. It's kind of hard, but I would say like between high school and college or high school and club coaches, I would say club coaches because a lot of states have limits on how much time you can actually spend with your high school coach that season, which is really dumb. Really Another one of those stupid rules. So I'm going to say club coaches. It's so stupid. It is dumb. Virginia actually changed it while I, while I was a coach. It was nice, and you could actually like do stuff in the offseason. There's like a couple little like two-week dead zones, which are fine. That's no big deal. Like yeah. help your kids get better because you care for them. and yeah, It's a novel concept. And that's when you get better, for real. Um, okay. Uh, last question. The world championships are approaching. Who from Flow is making the trip? Well, quite a few people. We got six gone. We've got Andrew Spey. Mike Malinconico, Mark Bader, Joe Kenya on the content and marketing side. And then we also have two uh two administrative uh, two uh, big wigs yeah. making the trip. So we're gonna have we're gonna be rolling six deep. Six deep into Budapest. It's uh, also good because providing you the best content around. Yeah. It's also good because next year basically the whole team will have world's experience. So like after next huge. Yeah, after this year we'll like we can be percent anybody, and it'll be. Then we fine. can have steak, horse steak. Yep, in a big horse steak guy. <laughs> yeah, Tr <laughs> fully wrote in his, in his. What were the other? What were the other? Tr uh, fully wrote line. his mailbag. Oh, no power lines. So we're well, great. I think it Thank was like, goodness. Good, good nightlife. Great. No power lines. Sure. I wonder if that what means that no mean? power. <laughs> yeah. So, that what does he mean? No power lines. Does that mean I, they don't I, have electricity? I think it means they're underground. Awesome nightlife, no power lines, horse steak, and some of the world's most beautiful people. Nightlife, well, one and four, one and four, kind of intertwined. Yeah, but nightlife. What, that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call bullshit on that last one too. Come yeah. on, no, I am too. Willie's there, right. The, some of the most beautiful people aren't in Estonia, Kazakhstan. <laughs> Willie's that's right. lies, Foley. <laughs> Foley, that's lies. Oh my gosh, he's not wrong. Willie's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think. All right. So what, <laughs> what? What makes you more mad, that or the horse steak? Now nah, the horse steak's just horse could be good. It could. Apparently, uh, no. Kazakhstan is all Dothraki. What? It could be. How do you know I horse have, isn't good? I, I'll tell you why. Because if horse steak was good, it'd be in every freaking grocery store in America. No. Not yes. Yeah, I think we'll. Try I mean, America. Oh, you think so? America has cornered the market on good. Uh, that is a fact. That's a fact. If something's good, it's in America, right? Well, hold on. Well, you can't. You can't just buy deer. Deer's delicious. You can buy deer anywhere you want. Deer's much easily. Go to H E B. Go to H E B. Go to find me a grocery store where you can just buy deer. You can go to a butcher. Are you gonna find a butcher in Texas in Austin? Well, give me their number. I'll go there. I and will find I feel you. like that's something people just make on their own, anyways. Like this. What? Listen. I live. I live in Austin, Texas. Deer, I can't just go murder a deer. I'll tell you why. Yes, you Deer's can. not that you good. Absolutely. Yes, can. you can get on. No, but I go. can't. No, not me. You I, guys are lying when you say deer's. Deer's like it's edible. I also think deer might be like, I don't know because. Oh, yeah, this is going to be. <laughs> when, <laughs> no, continue, when, when, please. When, just like so, my 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 roommate in college hunted. Like when he would he would right, bring home a deer, we would have venison for. Just months. At yeah, time. you just need like, one. There's just an excessive amount. I know. I just need a friend that shoots deer. That's not really true. Deer don't provide that much meat. One deer ain't that yeah, much two, meat. They two, weigh like a for two people. It'll, it'll last you a good bit. 
The only thing good on it is a tenderloin. Hey, I found Hudson Meat Market and Deer Processing. They're right there. 1800 South Congress Avenue. South Congress, baby. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get yourself a deer. If it's good, America got it. And I'll tell you what we don't got. Steak meat. You said steak meat. steak meat. 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 We have no steak steak meat. meat. We have no steak meat. It's all gone. (laughs) We have no horse. (laughs) Uh, Hey, we're good to go. We're good to go. We can play the outro music. We can uh, bid our friends farewell. Um... I'm so thankful for the Wrestling Nomad, Kyle Bracky and Willie Saylor, for another fine episode of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am thankful for all the meat opportunities we have here in America. And that I've never had horse. Oh, shut up. Come on. I'm buying you a horse. Don't, don't buy me a horse. Ride a cowboy. One time we went to Sawyer, and we had pony. We did. It was bad. Genuine was there. Hey, Willie, is, uh, is who's someone on the show regular time tomorrow? Yes. Okay. 11.30 Central. 11.30 Eastern. Buyer who's number one tickets. Can't wait to see you there. What else we got coming up? Who's number one on the show tomorrow? Well, we've got a lot of D1 content coming out soon. Nomads. Oh, pre- my, previews, my preview's coming out today. Yeah. We should, we're going to run that at noon. Yeah, you're going to run at noon. Yep. Yep, run till that. I don't know if the music's playing, guys. All right. I don't know what to do. Well, I know what I am going to do. I'm going to thank ASICS for their sponsorship of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. My favorite ASICS wrestling shoes are the Aggressors. I wear them, and uh, I'm wearing them right now. I'm wearing them right now, out. and I can get taken down in them very, very well. All right, now Willie, you got, you got oh, anything? I don't, no, I don't have anything. What's going on with this Secret Service earpiece? Are um, they telling you it's playing out? Where no, they're not. They're not they're telling, telling me anything. I got no communication. They went to lunch from the, from the control room. Maybe they, they went probably, to lunch. Maybe they thought, hey, we got getting some deer meat. Probably this is our fault for bringing up the deer meat situation. So, so we're just staying on the air because we're, well, nobody can turn it off right now. <laughs> is that what's happening? I don't know if that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Kyle, how right. long do you think I we mean, could go I for? Can just in the live video on socials, if you want. All right. Yeah, but then it's still on the site. We can go. And you well, know you that I'm going to curse down. as soon as this is over. All right, friends. We'll <laughs> see you next time. Apparently, the music's been playing the whole time. Also, uh, we'll see you Thursday. Bye.